0: This is True News, the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, so help us God. There's been a major development today in World War III. Ukraine launched a major missile attack early early this morning on Russia's Black Sea Fleet naval base. Uh, we will have details about this uh, big development in World War III. Mr. Jake Baker will be my guest today to tell us about his new company, that is providing a blood bank for unvaccinated blood donors and recipients. First, let's look at this important World War III news development that occurred early this morning. Uh, Doc Burkhardt is here with me. And uh, by the way, this this portion of True News is uh, co-sponsored by Genesis Gold. And for you to learn more information, we have a special website, which is... uh, truenewsgold.com, truenewsgold.com. Uh, this story is from Reuters news agency. Uh, Ukraine hits Russian naval base in major Crimean attack. And uh, this, this attack occurred uh, early this morning while yes. you and I were, were sleeping. And Ukraine carried out a missile attack on the Black Sea naval uh, base in, in Crimea, And Reuters reported this morning, Ukraine said it struck Russian naval targets and port infrastructure early on Wednesday in the Crimean city of Sevastopol in what appeared to be the biggest attack of the war on the home of the Russian Navy's Black Sea Fleet. The strike in Crimea, which was seized and annexed by Russia. This is Reuters Reuters. Reuters viewpoint on it. 2014 was confirmed by Moscow. It highlighted Kiev's growing missile capabilities as Russia continues to bombard Ukraine. Um, and then they have a quote from a Ukrainian military intelligence official, Andrei Yusov. He said, quote, we confirm a large landing vessel and submarine were hit. We do not comment on the means used for the strike, It really is the biggest attack on Sevastopol since the beginning of the war, said a retired Ukrainian Navy captain, Andrei Razinko, speaking to Reuters. Uh, Doc, this is a big development today. It is.
1: Uh, If if we're getting confirmation of this from both Ukrainian and Russian officials that uh, actual Russian naval vessels were struck, in particular a submarine. This is definitely ratcheting ratcheting up the conflict quite a bit, Rick.
0: Well, to put it in in perspective for uh, our American uh, audience, uh, imagine you woke up this morning and heard that uh, Norfolk Naval Base was was attacked by missiles. And the Yorktown was sunk. Right.
1: Okay. I mean, that's that's the equivalent of what we're talking about here, right. because Sebastopol is a major. Uh, well, it's become a major Russian port uh, since uh, since Crimea elected to join Russia. It wasn't seized by Russia, uh, like what what Reuters was saying. But it's become a very significant uh, you know asset for the Russians. And the Ukrainians know that, too. But
0: the Ukrainians are being backed by the West on this. Well, for Russia, Sevastopol is that is their main base for their military influence in the Mediterranean and the Black Sea. of and course. the Black Sea, and and so the fact that Ukraine was able to carry out a direct hit on their main naval base today, this is a big development. And in just a moment, I'm going to tell you how big it is and why all of us should be very very concerned right now. This is not something that's just going to go away. No. This was a significant change in World War III today. The Telegraph in London is reporting Russian submarine hit by British Storm Shadow missile strike. That's it right there. Yes. (laughs) This is it. One of Russia's most formidable submarines was damaged after Ukraine launched a barrage of British Storm Shadow missiles. The vessel, believed to be an improved Kilo-class attack submarine, was hit in the overnight attack on Sevastopol, which also damaged a Russian amphibious landing ship. It yeah, went on to say
1: in that article from the Telegraph that unfortunately, three storm shadow missiles, three of them, reached their target. The landing ship Minsk and the submarine Rostov-on-Don, which were in dry dock, uh, received varying degrees of damage, and that's being reported by the Russian Rybar Telegram channel. H.I. H. I. Sutton, a naval warfare analyst, said that the strike on the Rostov-on-Don Kilo-class submarine was a big deal as it was used to fire caliber missiles at Ukrainian cities. Those caliber missiles are the ones that have been striking deep within Mm -hmm. Ukraine. It's also significant that the vessels were hit in the dry dock. Russia already has limited dry dock facilities in Sebastopol, he said. Russia only has four diesel-powered Kilo-class submarines stationed in the Black Sea, which it relies on to fire those caliber missiles into Ukraine. Mr. Sutton described them as the most formidable Russian Navy assets and as we were you know relaying earlier this would be equivalent to attack on like Norfolk or San Diego uh, here in the U.S. and having you know having a submarine sunk I mean would America be up in arms about that
0: yes it would be an act of war right and there would be retaliation that's where I'm going with this uh, we've got some video that's uh, appearing today on we don't have we have no video no okay we're we're without video today, and uh, folks, I'm, we're doing the program now from from my office, and so we still have some some technical um, things to to work out. Um, so just bear along with us over the next couple of days. The reason we're in our off my office is because we are moving. We have sold our church building, and we are dismantling everything and moving to a new location, and it's going to be like this for probably about two months right. until we get everything moved. So I want to I read to you this next story. British, British uh, cruise missiles were used in significant Ukrainian attack on Russian submarine. Ukraine used UK missiles in a significant attack on the headquarters. This is the headquarters of the Russian naval fleet in the Black Sea. According to Sky to Sky News, a Russian submarine and warship were damaged in the pre-dawn barrage on the shipyard, potentially the biggest strike against Russian naval targets in the war. A Ukrainian and a Western source said that UK Storm Shadow cruise missiles were deployed. Russia said 10 cruise missiles were fired against the facility, 7 Shot down by Russian air defenses. And uh, it also said an attack by three unmanned boats were also prevented. The story goes on to say that Ukraine confirmed that it struck the Russian naval uh, targets and port infrastructure. And where this is going is because the Russian naval fleet was attacked. Using missiles supplied by London. And some unmanned drones as and well. And unmanned drones. Yes. Under the international rules of war, Russia is justified in declaring war against Great Britain.
1: Yes, because they supplied the uh,
0: the, the storm missiles
1: in order to attack. To attack their
0: military. Right. So if you're if you're sitting there saying I don't I don't get the point what's this all about? It's a war over in Europe. It's not affecting me here in the United States or Canada or wherever you're at. Oh, it's going to. It's going to come home really quick. Great Britain supplied the cruise missiles that sunk Russian submarine and warship today, yes. <clears throat> and killed Russian uh, armed forces destroyed infrastructure, burned part of the port. In Moscow's eyes, this is an act of war. Right. Where could it lead? Well, most people will think, well, Russia's going to retaliate against Ukraine. Why would they do that? Ukraine's not the source of this problem. That's right. In in Moscow's eyes, they have said for over one year— if the west continues to supply weapons to ukraine we will attack the decision making centers and kiev is not that decision making center no. is it kiev's not making any decisions kiev is a ukraine is a failed state if the west pulled out ukraine collapses the first day right the decision making centers that russia is referring to are London, Brussels, Berlin, Washington, Paris. Right. That's, that's the real decision-making those are the Those are the five sites. And in this particular case, it's London. And what I believe, and I'm not saying this is going to happen tonight, but I believe it will happen at Russia's choosing. They will choose the time. If this continues, and there's no resolution to this war in the immediate future, I believe that there will be a day that Russia will activate its tsunami torpedo and send a 1,500-foot-tall wave over the British Isles.
1: And there have been... Their talking heads on their media outlets have said exactly that,
0: haven't yes. they? It, when you watch Russian television, their news channels, they talk about it. In fact, their commentators are like months ago saying, why haven't we done it yet? Why haven't we turned the British Isles into a wasteland? That's the, the, That was yes. their words. So I think we're getting uh, dangerously close at this point that we're going to see that happen to Great Britain Great Britain is begging to be wiped out. Uh, they have no they have no part in this war, but they've meddled in the war. And, and you've got to look at the Russians' viewpoint. Their young men are dying because of NATO. In the Russians' viewpoint, there wouldn't even be a war if NATO wasn't involved. And so the Russian leadership is thinking, we've got to stop the hemorrhaging of Russian blood. So we're going to have to make Britain bleed. We're going to have to make Washington bleed. Uh, Medvedev said the other day, we, we need to just bury the West. Right. Not bury the hatchet, but bury the hatchet and the body, basically. Yes, that's what he said. Put the hatchet in the forehead and bury the body. They're getting ready to do the final strike on the West. I might be wrong. I think that they will take out Great Britain first as a warning to the West. You want some more of this? Your partner, Great Britain, no longer exists. Fifteen hundred year history as a nation gone, wiped out, doesn't exist underwater. Fish swimming around Buckingham Palace. If there's anything left
1: of Buckingham
0: Palace. Washington, do you want it? Paris, do you want it? Berlin, you want some of this? I think this is what the Russians are going to do. They're going to demonstrate their new weapons. I might be wrong. They may just take out all the decision-making centers. They may say, we've got to do it. We've just got to wipe them out. Completely eradicate them. Eradicate the earth of the influence of the West. They're looking at it for survival. What does it mean to you? Here's what it means to you. You better have your name written in the book of life. Yes. You better be saved and baptized in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. That's what it means to you. Every member of your family needs to be saved. There is no guarantee any of us is going to survive World War III. No guarantee any of us will survive World War III. But your soul will live on. One way or another, it will live on. Your soul is either going to live on in the presence of Almighty God or in the total absence of Almighty God. You're either going to live on in the light or in total darkness where there is... Wailing and gnashing of teeth and fire that can't be seen because the darkness is so great that there's the fire doesn't even produce light. That's what the lake of fire looks like. Make that decision. If you haven't been saved, if you haven't been baptized, you need to get it done. I'm not here for any other reason. But to tell people they need to get their lives right with God, you need to be prepared. You need—a lot of you are prepared physically, but you're not prepared spiritually. And you need to get your spiritual preparation in order. None of us know how things are going to change in the coming days, weeks, months. Hours, maybe. It could be hours, literally hours after this attack on— on the Russian naval fleet. Again, think it through. If you woke up this morning and heard that Russia sank U.S. submarine and warship at Norfolk naval base, what would you be preparing for today? Would you go to work today or would you be hightailing it out to your hidey hole, to your bunker, to wherever you have planned to get out of Dodge before the missiles show up? because I tell you doc if 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 Russia sank our warships today at any u s naval base, I wouldn't be here today doing this show I would be like I got to get out of here we've this war is on now baby it's it's coming, so think how the Russians are thinking they were attacked this morning, and it was Great Britain who attacked them and Who knows? There could have been nuclear missiles on that submarine. We don't know. We don't know. Most likely there were. Most likely there were. We don't know. You know, I've I've speculated for a year. King Charles is the the man behind this war. I, I think he's the man driving the war. I think he's the power behind NATO right now. People don't see him as that kind of a person, but I think he has far more power and influence than we know. And the Russians have, for the past year, have talked about the Anglo-Saxons. They talk about the Anglo-Saxons intervening in the war. Who, who are the Anglo-Saxons? They're telling us who they plan to attack. Hey, a uh, J- uh, Jake Baker is going to be here in just a minute. Uh, he's got a new company that is that is uh, providing a blood bank for unvaccinated blood donors and recipients. This, yeah, this is, is this, this is going to be a really interview. fascinating, interesting interview that you you're going to want to watch. And also, uh, I'm very happy to announce that we have a new sponsor of true news many of you over the past year have asked me to recommend a source for emergency preparedness food and i've not i've not endorsed any company but i have found a company for you that has my full complete endorsement it is american Reserves, American Reserves, the website is AmericanReserves.com and American Reserves offers a complete inventory of emergency preparedness food. So I encourage you to visit the website AmericanReserves.com and examine their food products that are made with the highest quality standards. I am personally boosting my own private inventory with food from American Reserves. And I encourage you to do the same, AmericanReserves.com. And we have that website up
1: on the screen if you're watching us by video right now. And so that is the website for AmericanReserves.com. And we encourage you to visit it and Check out the uh, different options that are available, and there's something available for every budget out there. So,
0: And I think, uh, Doc, they also have some, um, uh, some generator yes. uh, kits available, uh, but it's a limited – very, very limited supply. So it's on that website, AmericanReserves.com. You're going to hear us talking about this a lot, and so uh, it, it, we have an endorsement for this. Uh, the CDC is back. Okay. Recommending that everybody in America get vaccinated. Everybody. Little babies, too. Yes. They want they want COVID. The needle Nazis want to inject the COVID gene operating system into
1: babies. As young as six months old. When I heard that this morning, I was like, as young as six months, you're saying? Yes. Mm-hmm. They were recommending it for six months and older.
0: This is um, NPR, CDC advisors back broad rollout of new COVID boosters. A panel of advisors to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention backed the broad use of a new COVID-19 vaccine. As cases of respiratory illnesses rise, the advisors voted 13 to one to recommend the vaccines for people ages six months and older. The benefits of the vaccination exceed the risk for everyone. Exceeds the risk of heart attack. (laughs) Exceeds the risk of organ failure. For six-month-old babies. So the needle Nazis are back. And they're ramping up for another propaganda campaign. The uh, universal recommendation as opposed to one that applies to selected groups, could see the rollout of the vaccine and improve access and equity. Equity. The uh, Food and Drug Administration gave the go-ahead to vaccines from Moderna and Pfizer-BioNTech on Monday. And the new vaccines target a much more recent variant of the Omicron strain called XBB 1.5. So, Doc, they're getting ready once again
1: to, to, mask, up and jab to up. mask
0: up and jab us. And they're releasing a new virus just in time for the 2024 elections, to lock down the country, implement gun bans, implement martial law. This is the plan that the Chinese communist Democrats in America are planning for this country. Folks, our country, we endured a silent coup in 2020. Xi Jinping orchestrated a silent coup through his affiliate, the Democratic Party. Listen, I'm going to take a break. Jake Baker will be here when I come back. He's going to tell you about his new company for a blood bank for unvaccinated blood. You're watching True
2: News. Are you concerned about this economic storm and how your IRA and 401k will fare during these turbulent times? Top experts are predicting now is the time to be protecting your assets with physical gold and silver. Find out why Genesis Gold Group is the number one recommended company by your favorite preppers and homestead channels. Receive Genesis Gold Group's free definitive gold guide today or give them a call at 800-200-GOLD.
0: Well, welcome back to True News. According to the CDC, more than 5.5 billion people worldwide have received a COVID-19 vaccine. That's approximately 72% of the world population, if you believe their numbers. Many of those people were injected with a mRNA gene therapy operating system. Here's a good question that needs to be answered. Does the gene operating system remain in the patient's bloodstream? Many people who resisted the needle Nazis propaganda operation are very concerned about future blood transfusions during an emergency. Could they or their children be given blood from a person who now has the mRNA operating system in his or her body. Is there a blood bank with uncontaminated blood for people who do not want blood infusions from donors with the mRNA operating system in their body? And the answer is yes, there is such a company. The company is Iron Heart Blood Works. Dr. Jake Baker is here today to tell us about his alternative supply of blood for medical transfusions. Dr. Baker is a businessman who has built several international companies. He is the author of six books and has published many articles and op-ed pieces. He and his wife, Katie, were associate producers of Eight Days, a documentary film about sex trafficking. And the company's website address is Iron heartbloodworks.com Doctor Baker, welcome to True News.
3: Good to be with you. It, it's so challenging the the days that we're living in, because as you know, the the whole vaccination process, uh, the, uh, the the COVID nineteen scare in the first place, all is part of a much larger plan. And and it we have a tendency to think of it as a as a political battle or or even a medical battle, but it really isn't. It's a spiritual battle. And, I agree. And, Unfortunately, uh, much of the church has not enjoyed the battle. Unfortunately, uh, many people who call themselves Christians haven't enjoyed the battle. The problem is we we haven't really realized the struggle that we're in. We haven't really realized where we are prophetically, the unfolding of time, the unfolding of of, of history. So this is part of a much larger picture, but you're right. we thought originally that the COVID-19 virus was the biological attack. Unfortunately, it wasn't. Uh, that was the precursor to the real biological attack. And that was uh, the vaccination that went out across the world. And at this point in time, somewhere between 60 and 70% of America has taken that vaccine. Uh, we're finding now that that uh, that may have been a deadly choice. Um, and when we first started Ironheart Bloodworks, quite honestly, I, I had this concept of of providing unvaccinated blood for the unvaccinated population of America, and and later the world. But we have found out since then that that those who have taken the vaccine are at a much higher risk than those who have not taken the vaccine. Because a higher, when blood a, change, higher a higher risk of what, sir? A higher risk of of bo- both both re- getting COVID again and a higher risk when they take vaccinated blood because blood banks, as we found out, mix blood. In other words, you may be getting blood from 8, 10, 12, 15 patients, and each one may have had a different vaccine. Each one may have had a different booster or set of boosters. So what you're really getting when you take blood that has uh, the, the COVID vaccine in it is a super vaccine or a super booster now if you've already been vaccinated you are at risk because each time according to some medical experts and, and there is still room for debate on this you lose about 30 percent of your of your natural immunity uh with each shot and with each booster so those that have had uh, a shot plus three or four boosters basically have destroyed their immunity uh, immunity and we of course we know what rewrites DNA we know what it, it does a whole lot of stuff but if you've already taken the vaccine and some boosters, transfused blood could be particularly dangerous for you because now you're getting a a super dose to go along with the dose that you've already gotten. So really, uh, we didn't know it at the start, but we're setting this up as a as a as a um, uh, life saving station for anybody that needs blood, particularly um, those who would like to have unvaxed blood their own unvaxed blood for a medical emergency or upcoming surgery or whatever it is, because blood banks won't intentionally take unvaxed blood at all.
0: Um, sir, are there any documented cases or reports about people who receive blood uh, infusions from uh, a, a, a variety of donors who were vaccinated with different uh, vaccines? Are there any documented cases where they had some type of reaction.
3: It's it's hard to say, Rick, and the, the difficulty is this. You know, you can go to some of the, the websites that talk about medical incidents for the vaccine and whatnot. The problem is nobody delineates. Nobody says this happened after they received uh, transfused blood. But we know 16 million people a year in America are going to get blood or blood products every year. Uh, we also know that 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 the vaccine stays in the blood. In fact, it travels to all of the organs. Autopsies now of those who have died after vaccination have proven that it goes to the liver, the heart, the brain, the kidneys, the spleen. There is no part of your body that is not affected or, if you will, infected uh, by the, the COVID shot. And, of course, the, 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 the COVID vaccine carries with it a number of bad things, including uh, the the nanobots that are floating about in, in the whole a mixture of this thing
0: okay so when when i did some research before uh this interview uh, obviously the the uh, the government sites the pharmaceutical sites the news media sites refute everything that you're saying and and you know the the official position is there is no evidence whatsoever that the covid vaccines are in the bloodstream of the Patients who were vaccinated. Now, I mean, I know that's their official position, but just myself, just as a layman, I'm thinking: Where does the vaccine go once it goes in? They inject it into your bloodstream. All right, isn't that where they put it? They actually,
3: typically, they'll stick it in your arm. Okay, but where does it go? It goes everywhere. It's have you ever? And how's it
0: how's it transported everywhere?
3: Um, through the bloodstream, it, it right. is immediately so, absorbed into the body. Right.
0: Right. So where does it go? They they want you to believe that it's not in the bloodstream, but is there like, do they want you to believe that somewhere in your body there's like a, you know, a box, you know, and and the vaccine goes in that little box and it stays in that box and it does its thing from that box and it doesn't go anyplace else. I mean, it's just logical to me to just assume. That it spreads through your entire
3: body. It does. It's like it's like putting a cube of sugar under your tongue. You don't have to swallow, but they'll instantly detect that sugar throughout your body. Right. That's because your body just behaves that way. So when they put the vaccine in, and by the way, the autopsy after autopsy, so there is much, I mean, a mountain of documented proof that every organ in the human body Gets the COVID-19 vaccine, every organ, and uh, we even have scientific proof beyond any shadow of a doubt. Uh, Todd Callender has come up with this when he sued the uh, Department of Defense for uh, forced vaccines on the the military personnel who did not want it, um, and for uh, the rewriting of the of the uh, human DNA when you take the shot, because under the the, the patent laws. Uh, if your DNA has been rewritten, technically, you don't own yourself anymore, at least not all of yourself. Technically, they own a piece of you that rewritten DNA is patented. So it's, it's a scary process. But yes, we have absolute beyond any shadow without proof that it goes everywhere in your body, despite the protestations of folks like Dr. Fauci. But I have found that sometimes uh, he and the truth are not even... Uh, they say he has a problem with the truth. That's not true. He's not even acquainted with it. So now he's
0: uh, he and truth uh, run in opposite directions. Um, I I don't even like calling it a vaccine because uh, it's not a vaccine. It's a it's a it's a gene therapy operating system, and that's by their own definition. Uh, they use yeah. the word vaccine because that's what the public wants to hear, but a vaccine. Uh, Regardless of how you feel about uh, vaccinations, a, a traditional vaccine prevents you from getting infected. The COVID prevents you from passing it on, right? And from passing it on to others. Um, why else did people get polio vaccines? Why did they get the, all the various vaccines that people have been and getting Starlet for the Cooper, last 100 um, years?
3: Yes. Smallpox, et
0: cetera. But with uh, COVID, people still got infected. And, and government officials and pharmaceutical officials and the news media and so forth, they all lied to the world. They knew it was not going to stop infections. Uh, it wasn't about COVID. It was about changing the DNA of the human race. And I am of the belief, Dr. Baker, that everybody who received a mRNA vaccine, that's not, not every person vaccinated got mRNA. But I believe that everybody who got an mRNA vaccine, an operating system, is no longer fully human. They have become transhuman.
3: Unfortunately, I, I think you're absolutely right. I don't think you can deny it when your DNA has been changed and it is no longer fully human DNA. That is, it contains synthetic DNA. Um. I don't know how you get around it, and and if that's not true, why did they patent it, and why did they claim that right? That was part of of Attorney Todd Callender's suit against the the, the Department of Defense is that they are claiming a patent right under the the, the mRNA vaccine, and by the way, the vast majority of the people did get the the mRNA vaccine, there were a few that, that did not, but for those that would say, well, I, I think the government is is telling the truth. I think that uh, that the, the shot is harmless. We ought to be taking it. This is all nonsense. Yeah, I you, listen. You're allowed to believe that if you want. But if that's true, why have they pulled several of the vaccines off the market for the problems that they cause, like blood clots, brain bleed, heart failure? Uh, these are being pulled off. Many European countries have banned a number of the of the vaccines, and again. We're back Mm -hmm. to that that ridiculous word vaccine because this is gene therapy and it's not good gene therapy. This is Joseph Mingla type gene therapy. That's right. Uh, And Biden's team, Mingla, by the way, is coming out right now with, with yet another vaccine to save America. And behind the scenes, they're clearly talking about making it mandatory or at least attempting to. And of course, we can say those of us who live in red states. Uh, you're in Florida. You've got a good governor, DeSantis. Uh, here in Texas, we uh, we consider ourselves uh, much more independent than many of the uh, many of the states. We would never accept it. But the whole concept of of a resurgence of of COVID and a new variant, uh, I believe, has ties to a number of things. And I think the new variant should be aptly named the election variant. Um, because obviously all of this is being drummed up for a reason. We have to have mail-in voting again for the next uh, for the next go round, or we've got a problem. Because uh, if we get down to the point where we start honestly counting votes, so I uh, I think I know how that would turn out. But uh, Jake, if if they if they release
0: another man-made bioweapon that's even worse than the COVID virus, and they ramp it up. For next fall, there not there may not be any polling places open. It may be one hundred percent mail-in ballots.
3: And, and that and that would not surprise me to see something like that take place at all. Listen, I brother, I I believe we're living in the time of immediately. Um, you go to Jeremiah fifty and fifty one, and it talks about the destruction of in time Babylon in a day, in an hour. That that immediately understanding of where we are. So much of Bible prophecy has been fulfilled. We have the technology now to see so much more happen so quickly. Uh, we have so much possibility of, of the, the, the Psalm 83 war, uh, uh, Ezekiel 38 and 39. All of these things could happen so easily. We're pushing the boundaries in, in Ukraine. We're sending uh, uh, spent uranium sh- shells over there now. We're we, we've said we're going to send tanks over there in one Abram, Abram's tanks. We're we're doing all of the things that are going to lead to a conflict that that I fear won't be able to be contained. And all of this figures into even this small part that that we're involved in, and, the, and that is Ironheart Bloodworks trying to provide a a safe haven for people who seek medical treatment without without having to get another. Um, a demonic, if you will, vaccine again, without having to, to go through that process of even taking the chance. Listen, I tell my kids when they were little, I said, don't play in the street. There wasn't a 100% chance a car was going to be coming, but I knew that that was a real possibility. Is everybody going to die when they take a, a, a blood sample that has been mixed with uh, 16 different kinds of boosters and vaccines? No. But is that a real possibility? for someone who's already been weakened by the covid vaccine yes it is a real possibility so what we're doing is is not trying to not trying to force what we're doing on anyone but simply giving you an option it's called freedom of choice that's what america was all about was making right choices I, you know again we we get down to the understanding that we believe that freedom is the right to choose it's not freedom is the result of making right choices uh, we we have to start making right choices. Um, liberty and freedom are closely tied to one thing. and that is the commandments of Yahweh. And if you take those out of the mix, you know, public education in the early days of this country was was done by churches. The schools were run by churches for the most part. Uh, television and and movies don't show us that, but that's exactly what happened. In fact, uh, the Mayflower Landing, 30 of the people that got off that boat uh, were, were Puritans trying to to reform the, the Church of England from within. 52 of those were what we call pilgrims. They were follow, people who followed the New Testament Church in Jerusalem, not the one in Rome. So these were very spiritual people that came here. They understood that that what we would later call exceptionalism was based on one thing, and that was Righteousness. And when you create, when you throw God out of government, God out of education, God out of business, when you do all of these things, you end up with a godless society. And when that happens, we know the result. God's already told us what the result will be.
0: Uh, Dr. Baker, uh, we've got a few minutes remaining, and I want to talk about your company, Blood, uh, Iron, Iron Works. Yes. So how does it work? Um For people who are interested right now, tell us the process.
3: The easiest way to get all of this is to go to ironheartbloodworks.com. We have a a website that's very clearly laid out on exactly what we're doing. We're in the process of building the first blood center right now in Granbury, Texas. Uh, We have leased the space. We have started to order the – in fact, we've already ordered much of the equipment. We've already taken many of the steps. Uh, We're waiting now for the um, um, American Blood Bank Association, it's AABB, to uh, give us their their imprimatur. It's like the AMA. You have to have an imprimatur from somebody. So the the blood
0: bank is going to be
3: in Granbury,
0: Texas, my old hometown.
3: The first one is going to be in Granbury, but we plan to have uh, probably several dozen around Texas before it's done and then spreading out across the country. Texas happens to be unique. In Texas the law says that wherever I request my blood come from they have to provide it from that source. We're the only state in the of the 50 that has that exact law. Others give you choice, Texas says if I want blood from Ironheart Bloodworks I can have blood from Ironheart Bloodworks. So what, we're what the,
0: what, what's the state regulations f- for a, a blood bank to start up and exist?
3: you have to have uh, the the seal of approval from the um American Association of Blood Banks AABB um it's not a complicated process but it's a it's a lengthy process we've had to hire lawyers and everything else to get through it because there's there's a lot of technical hoops to jump through and primarily it's paperwork um and the challenge is um we have to fly under the radar we're we're trying not to we're trying not to crow too much about the fact that it's going to be um unvaccinated blood source. And by the way, the, the testing of blood has been uh, the easiest part of the whole job. We thought it would be difficult at first, but there are now two tests that will tell you within five minutes whether the blood has a vaccine in it or not. There uh, is a test? The way, yeah, there a test? Tests. Yeah, there is a test. Yeah, there's a test yeah are 2 tests that tell you that.
0: Then how can the government agencies and the media say in the pharmaceutical companies that there's no evidence whatsoever that the vaccines remain in the blood? If you're very saying it, good, it can be tested. Very
3: good question. Um, two scientists out of uh, Princeton developed this in a in a laboratory there for them. And that test is used by, okay, if it doesn't go into the bloodstream, how do they test athletes to find out if they've gotten the COVID vaccine? How do they test actors before they'll, remember Jamie Foxx? He, he was mm-hmm. tested and they found out he was not vaccinated. So when he was not, they forced him to take the vaccine to stay on the set. He almost oh. died from that. Wait a minute. They took, They gave him
0: a blood test to see yeah, if he had so the vaccine. He almost,
3: yes, and he almost died. He almost died from from taking that vaccine. Well, uh, in Do- fact, Doctor Baker, that it. Uh, I'm in
0: a state of shock. This means the news media is lying. Wow! Can you imagine that? The news media isn't telling us the truth. I'm serious. Uh, you you go online right now and search because I did before doing this interview with you. Right. And article after article after article, there is no proof that the vaccine is in the blood. You know, the fact checkers, the you know, all the, the fake uh, organizations that uh, hunt down conspiracy theories. Uh, they say there's no evidence whatsoever that the, that the vaccine remains in the blood. And you're
3: telling me that they test for the vaccine. They can test for the vaccine. There are two tests. One of them was a bit slower. It took about 20 minutes to come back. They've now developed a test that tells you in five minutes with much more security whether you've been vaccinated or not. So you you can try and run and hide from them, but they can find out if they want to. A simple blood test will tell them immediately if you have if you have a vaccine or not.
0: Um, As you get your first uh, blood bank open in Granbury and then spread out through Texas, will the blood banks only be open available to Texans? Or to anybody?
3: No, we're, we're planning to make it open to anybody who wants to come. In fact, I think that probably before it's done, uh, the, the whole Dallas area, the whole Texas, uh, state of Texas, will probably become a medical center for a lot of people because here they'll be able to get unvaxed blood. And further, uh, we can now store blood for up to about 30 years, which means that you can give your own blood, store uh, two, three, four units of blood. So that if you ever need it, it is available. And of course, with medical courier, couriers, the way we have got them operating now, we can have blood just about anywhere in the country in less than twenty four hours. Uh, we can have it anywhere in the world in forty eight. So is,
0: is Texas the most lenient state in the country for setting up a blood bank?
3: It is not. It's pretty much uh, it's pretty much all the same. Um, there are a few states that are more challenging, um, simply because they've got. Just a lot more regulation, you know. When when legislators uh, get paid a lot of money, they feel like they got to turn out a bunch of stuff. So you've got states like New York, California that are much more difficult. Uh, Texas isn't particularly lenient. Our laws are just very good, so that if you if you want unvaccinated blood, you can still get it. But if you call, just about we've called, I I, I frankly have lost count of how many blood banks we've called, finding out will you take unvaxxed blood and store it for me for an upcoming surgery? And they've all said the same thing. We would never intentionally take unvaccinated blood. And if we did, it would be mixed with the same blood type of other donors. So in other words, you can give them unvaxed blood, but it's going to be mixed in with vaccinated blood. So that's what you're going to get when you order at the hospital.
0: So when blood's... Uh donation comes to your
3: company, you're going to test it first. Yes. Before we'll accept it, we'll test it. Mm -hmm. In other words, we won't, we won't intentionally ever take vaccinated blood. And the way we've set set the whole process up, two different people have to test that blood. And neither one of them is is working together. That is, they will be in separate separate laboratories, getting a separate report. And all of our records will be kept on the cloud, but they'll also be kept on an kept on an internal system that can't be hacked because it has no access to outside uh, outside internet that way nobody can hack our system and and nobody can make changes to blood types or to blood status etc
0: you know if this concept spreads throughout the country and around the world there will be a database of pure bloods
3: there will be a database of pure bloods although to a certain extent that exists already because doctors keep very good records of who they vaccinate so mm-hmm. by so process just of elimination, eliminate. yeah, by process of elimination, they can tell you whether or not you've been you've been vaccinated. Um, we've gotten during COVID. We use that as an excuse to do very, very good uh, tracking of of people and, and who has COVID and who's been treated for it, who's been tested for it, uh, et cetera, et cetera. If they were able to keep track of who has COVID, I promise you, they'll, they'll be able to tell you who has and who has not been vaccinated for COVID
0: what about for people that who had covid if this was a biological weapon which i believe it was uh is
3: their blood contaminated no not in the same way because the the covid disease itself is one thing um and by the way it, it when you take that disease apart uh, there there's a lot of a lot of pieces in there that are absolutely defy yeah.
2: Sure, being made it, in,
3: in in nature right, a, it, it was a bioweapon it was a bioweapon it was created by and and it was created in in laboratories here in America as you know barack obama banned uh, gain of function testing with a wink and a nod it didn't stop fauci and and um, uh, a, a group of doctors from doing it but just he he did that in an effort to move that from silver springs maryland out to wuhan china so that it was released on the world, it wouldn't like would look like America did it, right? Uh, so th- that was the whole purpose behind it. But as bad as that as that disease was, particularly for the elderly, um, the vaccine, which is the real culprit and completely separate from from the, the disease itself, that vaccine is the real bioweapon. And the problem that we have with it is what it's loaded with. Uh, that the nanobots have diseases tucked inside them as well, hemorrhagic uh, diseases. Um, uh, it, it, it's a an AIDS process. It destroys the immune system, and they're all waiting to be activated. Uh, these these are bots, not nanoparticles. These are nanobots, which means they are programmed to do a certain function. And the way they function is under certain um, conditions under under five G. They can make those things expand, and when they expand, they become leaky. And when they become leaky, they drop their payloads into the blood system, into the the whole, the whole patient's whole body, essentially. And by the way, every time you take a transfusion, if you're getting vaccinated blood, you're also getting more of those delicious nanobots that are doing all kinds of wonderful stuff for you.
0: All right, I've, I've, I've got to ask you one more question before before we end today. So uh, once you get your, your first uh, vault open up in Granbury, um what's the process and what's what's the cost how does a how does somebody become a member of
3: this blood vo- blood uh donor vault system we have tried to set it up as easily as we could you can you can you can jump into this thing i think the, the startup fee is about 99 dollars, and then there's a you can do it monthly annually or for very little more than the cost of the annual you can have a lifetime membership unlike your health insurance that you pay for month after month for forever, or your car insurance that you pay for month after month forever. We didn't want to set up that kind of a system. We wanted to set it up so when people paid, it was done. You're guaranteed you've got it. You're not going to have to keep paying for it. You're not going to have to get a a monthly statement for the next 25 years. Once it's paid for, it's done. And it's, for the most part, under $1,000 forever. Okay, we have your website. we have your website on the screen
0: right now. Okay. Uh, uh, how does it work? And uh, and and again, anybody who wants to go there. So now, here are the membership plans. Uh, option one, individual, uh, one thousand ninety nine dollars. Uh, married is option two, eleven hundred ninety nine. Option three is a family, twelve ninety nine. That amount of money is that a one time fee or is that that's an annual one-time, fee? That's
3: a one time fee. And actually, we have a we have reduced that right now. There's a uh, for all of our advertising, we're sending them to a special page where they're they're all knocked about three hundred dollars down, um, and and I insisted on on lowering the price to get people started, because I I really want to get the ball rolling with people. So until we're open, which is going to be a few months, that that is the pricing. It'll be about it'll a twenty five or thirty percent discount on those prices that you just named. Okay. And then there is there is also a, a monthly plan for those who say, listen, I, this is the best I can do. So we're we're, right. we're trying to make it so that, that there is nobody that would be excluded if they want to be if they want to be a part of it.
0: All right. One more time, Dr. Bigger, how do people reach you? Where's this website? How do they get more information?
3: It's Ironheartbloodworks.com. That's the very best way to go. All of the contact information is in there. Uh, We'll we'll make ourselves available to anybody that needs us to tell them exactly what to do, how to do it, how to get started, and exactly, exactly what we're trying to do with all this. Because quite honestly, uh, we believe that, that science, right? And by the way, there are about 23 scientists around the world working on this right now, finding a way to undo or to mitigate some of the damage done by the COVID vaccine. But if you're receiving blood on an operating table and you don't make it past the operating table all of that doesn't do any good so we're doing everything we can to provide that that unvaccinated blood so that people can maintain health long enough to begin getting help or to to remain unvaccinated for the rest of their life okay final question
0: since you're living in granbury where i live for many years what's your favorite barbecue place
3: there's a little barbecue place, and I can't think of the name of it right now, but it's right next to Wrangler Auto Repair. He does he does uh, okay. body work. If you know where that is, just off of Old Acton Highway. Have you found uh, Hard Eight? There, there's a, yeah, Yes, I have, as a matter of fact. Well, there's okay. a little place back there that uh, serves brisket piled on top of a hamburger that's smothered in a cheese sauce. There you go. But it's um, yeah, just about as good as it gets.
0: There you go. My favorite was Hard Eight.
3: Hard Eight. Were,
0: yeah. Fantastic barbecue. But it's hard to find bad barbecue in Texas. It you got to look really hard. You have to look really hard to get bad barbecue. You come to the East Coast, it's easy to find. Bad barbecue. <laughs> But in, in Texas, <laughs> it's easy. Dr. Jake Baker, thank you so much. Appreciate you being here on True News. Brother, good being with you. Bless you, and we wish you much success in the Lord. All right. We're going to take a break. I'll be back in just a moment.
2: Are you concerned about this economic storm and how your IRA and 401k will fare during these turbulent times? Top experts are predicting now is the time to be protecting your assets with physical gold and silver. Find out why Genesis Gold Group is the number one recommended company by your favorite preppers and homestead channels. Receive Genesis Gold Group's free definitive gold guide today or give them a call at 800-200-GOLD.
0: Hey, welcome back. And if you want more information about Genesis Gold, we have a special website, truenewsgold.com, T-R-U-N-E-W-S, truenewsgold.com. And uh, you can find out how Genesis Gold can help you uh, start or build larger your nest egg of precious metals, plus also how to to have a... uh, an IRA account backed by self-directed IRA account backed by uh, gold and silver. Right. And they can handle that for you. Also, want to, again, remind you, we have another new sponsor that has started uh, today, American Reserves, which is a food preparedness company. And this is in response to so many people asking me to personally recommend a food preparedness company. I haven't done that for quite some time. I finally found one that I like. And came back and it is AmericanReserves.com. That's plural, American Reserves. Reserve. American yes. Reserves with an S. And there you see their inventory and the prices are competitive, high quality products. We've checked it out. It's good. And they've got the inventory in stock right now. Things could change. I'm not prophesying. I'm not predicting. I'm just telling you, we live in very Dangerous, perilous times. We are in World War III. World War III is not coming. It is. It's. We've been in it since February of 22. And again, people say to me, "Well, Rick, I don't see any nuclear bombs going off. It can't be World War III." And the answer to that is, the nukes go off at the end of the war, right. not at the beginning of the war. It's how the war ends. So if you're waiting for the nukes to go off to believe that we're in World War III, you're in trouble. Because there will be no preparation at that time. World War III started in February 2022. And we're deep into it. And today, something big happened. UK produced and delivered cruise missiles sent to Ukraine were used to sink russian warships and submarines, and to burn down part of the naval base russia is not going to take it that is a guarantee they're not going to take it when will they respond when putin decides it's in his best interest to respond yes when you least expect it when the brits least expect it and you say, well, if, if he does destroy Great Britain, how does that affect me? Seriously? <laughs> how did the world change after 9-11? The entire world changed. Yes, And the world will change radically when the first nation disappears from the planet in World War III. The entire world. It will never go back to what it was like before that nation was destroyed. It will never return to what we think is normal. This right now, this craziness, this, is, this is, is now normal. But after the first nation is taken out of existence, we will never come back to this crazy normal. The world will go into another state and the world will be radically different. Take advantage of the time. Get your spiritual house in order. Get your family saved. Get them baptized. Do what you can do physically to stockpile food and supplies, gold and silver. Do whatever you can do to get ready because we are in World War III right now. It is happening. Um, we've got a uh, top-of-the-hour break coming up. Uh, we are broadcasting simultaneously on WWCR, International Shortwave Radio, so We're obligated to do a station ID at the top of the hour. And uh, coming up in the second hour, uh, we've got some more news that we want to cover. I want to talk about the uh, 2024 presidential campaign. And then we've got our Morning Manna Bible study that we want to pick up again today. We had a great response to the Bible study yesterday, and we are in the book of Acts. So stay tuned. We'll be back in just one minute. You're listening to WWCR, International Shortwave Radio. Stay connected with us on Getter, Rumble, Facebook,
4: X,
2: and Odyssey. For exclusive content, visit our platform, Faith and Values, through desktop, iOS, or Android.
0: Welcome back to True News. Our second hour. Our second hour. Hey, let us know what you think about the new format we're in a a makeshift studio the corner of my office uh this is not a prop behind me this is really my library my office i i'm I'm surrounded all all the walls here three walls not four three walls have it's wall-to-wall bookcases and a lot of these books are very very old going back some of them into the 1600s right And they're very, some of them are very rare. There's one book I have, Doc, printed for the Church of Scotland. The printer who printed the book was Benjamin Franklin. His name is on the book. Printer, B. Franklin, Philadelphia. And I was told when I purchased the book that I was buying one of four known copies in the world. Wow. The other three are in university libraries. And i have one here so those those are the kind of books that we have here i I, i'm fascinated by uh, reading old particularly christian books the main books i buy are christian books and history books right i want to read things before
1: reality was changed And this is such a great resource for when we're doing research on a particular topic, we can go back and look at some of the history, the development of ideas, development of doctrines, things like that. It really is a great
0: resource. A lot of these books behind you, Doc, mm -hmm. were actually written by people I interviewed. Right. <laughs> so I can, I can look over here and see a book and go, oh yeah I remember that interview, uh, the year uh, two thousand three or whatever you know. So there's there's a lot there. The books behind me are are theology based books, and uh, anyhow, I'd like to know what you think of this uh, new format with um, the way we're doing it with two hours, uh, news interview, Bible study, and tell us what you think. Email us at info at truenews.com, info at truenews.com. Also want to encourage you to uh, become a member of Faith and Values, our new platform, yes. faithandvalues.com. We got fed up with being deplatformed and we built our own platform, faithandvalues.com And we are offering a special um, Membership offer in the month of September. September is, is our official month that we've launched, and we're making it available to uh, people who have not been part of our ministry before. You, if you're just discovering us, we're asking you to come on board, become a. It's a sustaining um, membership. When I say sustaining, your your membership is sustaining us to continue. Right. And the uh, membership is eight ninety nine per month and no contract, you're not locked into a contract. Uh, think of it as a, a club membership. Right. You're joining a club. And right now we're offering a 30 day free trial as well. Uh,
1: your 8.99 per month is locked in for 36 months. What that means is it won't change for you if you sign up between now and the end of this month. Uh, but so they're not locked
0: in to 36 no, months. They're
1: not locked in. There's no contract uh, on your part. Uh, you can join us anytime. And you do have those 30 days to try it out and
0: see if it's a good fit for you. That's right. So check it out. Faith and... Andvalues.com, faithandvalues.com, and you got nothing to lose for thirty days. Just get in there, and and so we 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 do our Bible study there every morning at eight a.m. Monday through Friday, and we have hundreds of people who join us at eight a.m. from usually a dozen countries or more. Um, we've got uh, I got a couple of minutes here before I I, I, I uh, show you our morning man of bible study today and i wanted to talk about what's going on in the democratic party because the the democrats are freezing out robert f kennedy jr yes they're locking him out of the party a kennedy think about it a kennedy is being told take a walk right did you ever think you would see a day that a kennedy would be told you're not welcome. get lost you are not going to be the nominee of the Democratic Party.
1: But that is exactly what's happening right now because they cannot let RFK gain any kind of foothold as far as the campaign is concerned well, in the Democratic Party.
0: Doc, he's increasing uh, his popularity. There was a poll recently in New Hampshire. He was polling 40 percent against Joe Biden in New Hampshire.
1: Yeah, that's that's pretty incredible. <laughs> You know, when Joe Biden ran before, he placed fourth in New Hampshire. Yeah.
0: So what they've done is that they're changing the rules yes. in the middle of the game. And they're saying, well, even if you win New Hampshire, you don't get any delegates.
1: Yeah. And RFK explains this in several different interviews. And we'll play one of those interviews here in just a moment. But this is a PJ Media. Look at this headline here. RFK Jr. Telegraphs Threat to Vacate. Democrat
0: Party plantation. He may run as an independent or third party candidate. I'm not surprised. I expected this to happen. I didn't think he would be given uh, a, a fair chance in the Democrat Party, but he is now openly threatening to leave the Democrat Party and run as a third party or independent in 2024, which I am delighted that he's doing it because it'll free him up to be himself. That's true. He can be himself. He doesn't have to play to the Democrat leftists. He can just be himself. And wouldn't that be an interesting race? Joe Biden, RFK
1: Jr., and Donald Trump. That would be an interesting
0: race. Yes. It's going to be very difficult for the uh, China-backed Democrat Party to steal all the the, the elections. A three-way race. They won't know what's going on because they're going to be – here's why, Doc – The Democrats are going to be mailing out mail-in ballots to every Democrat in the country. Alive or dead. (laughs) Alive or dead. But they don't know what those Democrats are going to put on their ballot. Right. They might just vote Democrat Kennedy. Yes. So their chances of completely stealing the election are really skewed right now. And 2024 is going to be a fascinating election, assuming that it's it's not rigged to the hilt. Right. Uh, but we've got uh, we've got a, a video. He, he appeared on um, Fox News with Sean Hannity and Sean Hannity was goading him, saying, well, why are you even in the Democratic Party? Why don't you just leave and run as an independent? Here's the interview.
5: Your campaign manager, Dennis Kucinich, actually said the following in a letter to the DNC that they created a class, unfortunately, of pledged delegates called party leaders, elected officials, essentially the same as superdelegates due to the amount of control the party exercises over elected officials. Um, basically saying you can't get a fair shake that the deck is stacked against you. Joe Biden already pulled out of Iowa, pulled out of New Hampshire because he thinks he'd do better at starting in South Carolina. You know, if you're not going to get a fair shot with, the Democratic Party, and you're not getting even a fair shot in the mainstream media. You are very complimentary of Fox. We appreciate it that we're being fair and we give you a voice. Um, my question to you is why stay with the Democratic Party? Would you consider third party? Would you consider the no labels party or any party?
4: Well, right now I'm still we're still we're still arguing with the DNC and trying to get them to hold actually a fair election. As you pointed out, they have disenfranchised now the all of the voters essentially in Iowa, and New Hampshire, the states in which President Biden ran fourth the last time around. So they're punishing the states that did not vote for President Biden the last time by basically disenfranchising the voters, making it. So that if you live in new hampshire you cannot vote for anybody but president biden this time around they're ch- they're trying to do something else which i think is much more uh, alarming which is they're trying to pass a rule they're debating right now to pass a rule and it's almost certain to pass that voters in georgia will be disenfranchised if they vote for any of the if they if they vote for me or for Marianne williamson well let me ask you um, then: the would Democratic you consider another
5: Will you consider
4: running on another party ticket? Well, I, you know, right now I'm focused on trying to run as a Democrat. This is my home. This is the place I grew up. They I, don't I, seem very you know, friendly I, to I'm you. I'm hoping to make the Democratic Party work.
5: When Sean Hannity's nicer to you than they are, you got a problem. You would agree with that. You know, i, I did not treating you, you fairly. You why? Say? Why? Why stay with them if they're not going to treat you fairly? Why?
4: Well, I'm hoping that they will. I'm hoping that they will at least allow a fair All right. vote in the states outside of New Hampshire and Iowa. We'll know well, this week.
5: All right. And we'll bring you back next week and ask you the same question. How's that? We appreciate That's you being good. here. All right. Robert F. Kennedy, Jr.
0: Doc, you know, uh, about two months ago, I had the opportunity. I was invited to a private dinner with Robert F. Kennedy and uh very impressed with the man. Uh, he's got some views I don't agree with, but he's got a lot of views I do agree with. Right. Uh, but you know what? Donald Trump has views that I don't agree with and a lot of views I agree with. You're not gonna find any candidate that you agree with that person 100% on everything. But I was in, I was very impressed with Robert F. Kennedy and, and I think he would make a great president of the United States. I want you to, I got one more video here. I got to slip this in before we go to Morning Manum. Uh, and this is an interview he did with Forbes magazine where he explained how the Democrat National Committee is rigging the primary voting system in 2024. Let's watch.
4: Well, I think, you know, the. it's pretty clear that the DNC does not want a primary. Um, they, they, um, uh, you know i don't want to say that they want a coronation but that's <laughs> i think that that's a fair way to put it actually um they're doing uh they're they're essentially they're fixing the, the process so that it, it makes it almost impossible to have democracy function it um they they're effectively disenfranchising the democratic voters from um, from having any choice in, in who becomes president, or who becomes the Democratic nominee. Okay. Uh, so two of the things they've done to date
3: mm-hmm.
4: is they've moved the um, the Iowa primary, they've made rules that if anybody campaigns in Iowa or sets foot, any candidate sets foot in the state of Iowa or sets foot in the state of New Hampshire, that none of the votes that are cast for that candidate will be uh, will be tallied in other words any delegate that i win in new hampshire or iowa would go instead uh to the president and uh and now they're trying to change it so that if i campaign in new hampshire that none of the votes cast for me in georgia will count and that's significant because it's hard to win the nomination without georgia what is uh, so there what is the logic re- well, they're rigging it so that it, you know, effectively, you know, we're looking at uh, the tabulations now that look like I, if you add up all the super delegates that they control and all of the automatic delegates that just go to the party and go to the president, uh, you know, I would have to win almost 80 uh, percent of all of the states in order to beat President Biden, even if he only wins
1: 20%. Hey, Rick, you know where the Democrats learned to do all that? From the communists. The I communists sure. do the same thing. Yes. They do the super delegates and everything mm-hmm. too, so they can lock out other candidates. Hillary Clinton did it to Bernie Sanders, and Bernie Sanders is almost a communist himself. And he got out commied. <laughs>
0: That's right. You got, <laughs> Hillary was a better commie than he was.
1: <laughs> he was he wasn't communist enough. Yeah.
0: So, uh, well, um, they're doing it again. Um, no fair elections anymore in the democrat party i don't know if it's going to be any better in the republican party uh, we'll see what happens in the primaries uh, um, but uh, 2024 is going to be a, a an interesting election if we have an election we don't know what they're going to do are they going to roll out another virus are they going to lock down the country are we going to be in an in, in all-out war with russia in 2024 we don't know things are we're in a very dangerous time right now one thing that we do every day on our new platform which is faithinvalues.com is doc and I have a morning bible study it's uh, just unscripted we talk we're in the book of acts right now and today uh, we're in uh, the ninth chapter of the book of acts and we're just going through the scriptures, line by line, and taking our time. We're not a, we're not a, on any schedule. We're just taking our time, digging into each scripture and mining all of the wisdom and insight that we can find in the right. scriptures, and just helping everybody better understand the Word of God and understand what what was happening in in the Acts of the Apostles. Just just try to imagine that that scene that as uh, the, the new church was developing and spreading throughout the world. And uh, the, the great thing about our new platform is that there's active participation by the members. Yes. And so they can chat with us. They can be talking, asking questions and things. I'm loving it, really enjoying it. And I, I, I want you to get a taste of what Morning Manna is like on our platform. And we plan to add additional... Bible study programs. We're looking for other Bible teachers to join us. We'll give them space. If they're qualified, if if, if we're going to, obviously we're going to vet them. We're not going to let people teach heresies, but we're looking for people that will teach sound doctrine to the body of Christ. Doc has started a new program called Ask Doc. That's it. All right. Ask the doctor. The doctor is in. Ask Doc. And just, you can ask him questions and he'll answer His questions and may not like the answer. Yeah, but (laughs) but hey, you know, the whole thing, Doc, is for just a a free flow of ideas about the Word of God. Yes, and um, I'm I'm just really delighted with this new platform. It's freeing us up to do things differently. But we launched it just at the same time we sold our church building, (laughs) and we have to move. God knew knew all of this before the world began. He knew exactly what was going to happen at this time. And he gives us the grace to do it graciously. And and so we're getting through it. Uh, We're going to show you this morning's Morning Manna. Here it is. Gracious Father, our wonderful Heavenly Father, we praise you and worship you and glorify you and exalt you and we come to you in the name of jesus christ your son our savior we invite the holy spirit into this bible study we ask that the holy spirit would teach us your word illuminate our hearts and minds to see jesus more clearly and to understand the principles of his kingdom and father that uh all of us as saints as brethren that we would uh, we would be fed with your wonderful manna from heaven jesus christ is the word and we we feast on him our lord and savior in jesus name we pray amen amen
1: all right so uh we're in acts chapter 9 and picking back up on verse 10 and so this is the message that is being delivered to ananias and so Uh, So starting at verse 10, and there was a certain disciple at Damascus named Ananias, and to him said the Lord in a vision, Ananias, and he said, Behold, I am here, Lord. And the Lord said unto him, Arise and go into the street, which is called Straight, and inquire in the house of Judas for one called Saul of Tarsus. For behold, he prayeth, and hath seen in a vision a man named Ananias coming in, and putting his hand on him, that he might receive his sight. Then Ananias answered, Lord, I have heard by many of this man how much evil he hath done to thy saints in Jerusalem. And here he hath authority from the chief priest to bind all that call out on thy name. But the Lord said unto him, Go thy way, for he is a chosen vessel unto me to bear my name before the Gentiles uh, and kings and the children of Israel. For I will show him how great things he must suffer for my name's sake. So God bless the reading of his word today.
0: So, Amen. So we'll start with verse 10. Now there was a certain disciple at Damascus named Ananias. The Lord said to him in a vision, Ananias. So whenever the Bible says a certain person, then we know this is a This is a real person. This isn't just a fictitious, this isn't a story. This is a real person. There was a specific disciple of the Lord. His name was Ananias. He lived in Damascus. The name Ananias means to be gracious. And later in the Acts of the Apostles, uh, chapter 22, verse uh, 12, Apostle Paul described Ananias as a devout man. Right. Luke did not tell us when and how Ananias became a disciple of Jesus. His knowledge of Saul's persecution of the saints in Jerusalem indicates that Ananias had been a believer for a long time. Uh, perhaps he converted during Jesus' ministry on earth or later after the day of Pentecost. Uh, uh, there's a lot of scholars and, and, and church tradition that teach that Ananias was one of the 70 disciples. But what we do know is that Ananias was a devout man who loved God and was entrusted with this sacred vision. Jesus spoke to Ananias. The second part of verse 10 says, The Lord said to him in a vision, Ananias, behold, it's me, Lord. So in the vision, and I believe this was a dream, and I'll tell you why here in a moment. Jesus, Jesus spoke Ananias' name and then identified himself. It was like he said, Ananias, look here. It's me, Jesus, your Lord. And it was it was Jesus' way of saying, Ananias, don't be startled. Trust this vision. This is me, your dear friend, Jesus. So the greeting was meant to instill trust in Ananias in his sleep, in a dream that the dream he was having was Jesus himself communicating directly to Ananias. Right. Now, the greeting clearly implies that Jesus and Ananias had a relationship, Ananias knew Jesus. Jesus knew Ananias. And that kind of relationship only comes through intimate fellowship with Jesus. They intimately knew each other because they had communion with each other every day. Right. The vision occurred on the third day of Saul's fast and blindness. The Arabic translation adds the words by night indicating that the lord spoke to him in a dream while sleeping and this is why in verse 11 i think it was a dream verse 11 the lord said to him arise and go to the street which is called straight and inquire in the house of judah for one named saul a man of tarsus for behold he is praying arise go to the ha- go to the street which is called straight Jesus gave Ananias specific instructions. The first was, arise, get up. Get up and go. To me, that indicates this vision was a nighttime dream. I believe Ananias was asleep. I believe he was in bed. Arise and go. Now, not tomorrow. Get out of bed now. Get dressed, put on your shoes, start walking to Straight Street. Damascus Straight Street was the main Roman road that crossed through the city of Damascus, and it's still there today. You can go see Straight Street today if you go to Damascus. It has a different name. But if you just ask any citizen, where is Straight Street, they're going to tell you where it's at. The western half of Straight Street is now known as Midhat Pasha, and the eastern half is known as Bab Shaki Street. The, the street extends from the east side to the west side of Damascus. Straight Street was a Roman decumanus a Roman Decumanus Maximus. That, a, that,
1: basi- that basically means t- like 10-mile road, we'd call it today. Yes.
0: So, And the Maximus means the main 10-mile road. Right. Okay. So the main road through a Roman city was called a Decumanus Maximus. So in, in a typical Roman city street grid, the Decumanus was crossed by the main north south street which was called a cardo maximus cardo meaning heart so the romans typically built a forum near the strategic intersection right and doc and i when we visited jordan and we were we were taken to the uh, remains of roman cities the the cardo is still there you see it it's it's yeah. a it's it's the center of the city it's round it's circular and like spokes from a wheel the streets go out from the cardo from the heart yes
1: and that's and where the word heart like a cardiogram that we'd say today and so but it was yes. the heart of
0: the city so that's where the Decu, decumanus maximus crossed the cardo maximus And, Doc, you know, we saw the forums were there. The the theaters were built there. It was the main place. You know, real estate has always been about location. So they they built the forum in the best location where the roads came together, the main intersection. So um, there were gates at both ends of the street. And Jesus arrested Paul, well Saul arrested Saul. And when I say arrested, he 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 stopped him in his tracks. Jesus stopped Saul in his tracks on the outskirts of the city. Saul had not entered into Damascus yet. He could see the city. He was close. Uh, some people say it happened near a bridge on the outskirts of Damascus. Uh, he struck him blind on that road leading into the city,
1: and, and after so, he- and one thing to point out too, Rick, and because we're talking about some visions here with Ananias, and then Paul received a vision later, but what Paul experienced on the road to Damascus was not mm-hmm. a vision. That was a physical appearance of Jesus Christ to Paul, and that's critical oh, yes. to understand, because if it was just a vision. Then, he, then really Paul wouldn't qualify as an apostle. That's right. He as, saw as the a, resurrected. His, he saw the resurrected Jesus, yes.
0: Amen. So after Saul was blinded by the light of the Lord, Saul's partners, the men who traveled with him from Jerusalem to round up the Christians, they led Saul to the city and they found lodging for him near the gate. So in this vision to Ananias, Jesus instructed Ananias to inquire in the house of Judah for one named Saul, a man of Tarsus. So according to Syrian church tradition, the house was near the eastern gate. The Bible tells us that a man named Judah lived there. Uh, Tradition says Paul dwelt in a small closet for three days without food or drink, and I guess he could stay in a closet because if you're blind and you're not eating, closet the, point, is of, good as anywhere the else? point of going yeah. anywhere? <laughs> so he locked himself up. in a. Maybe the closet was the only place in Judah's house that was available. Uh, church tradition also says uh, that it was in that closet, that Saul experienced the vision recorded in 2 Corinthians chapter 12. And I'll I'll read that to you. It is, this is Paul speaking later. It is doubtless not profitable for me to boast. For I will come to visions and revelations of the Lord. I know a man in Christ. He was talking about himself. He's saying, I know a man in Christ who was caught up into the third heaven 14 years ago whether in the body i don't know or whether out of the body i don't know god knows i know such a man whether in the body or outside the body i don't know god knows how he was caught up into paradise and heard unspeakable words which it is not lawful for a man to utter On behalf of such a one, I will boast, but on my own behalf, I will not boast except in my weakness, for if I would desire to boast, I will not be foolish, for I will speak the truth. So, again, church tradition says, Doc, that it was those three days in that closet when Saul was transported to heaven. And he said, I don't know whether it was physically in my body or or by spirit. I don't know. So now there is a spring to this day on Straight Street in Damascus, where modern day Syrian Christians drink its water and believe it was where Saul was baptized into the Christian faith. And if you visit Damascus, you can go see the house of Ananias. It's open to the public. There's a chapel in the house dedicated to the conversion of Apostle Paul. So Jesus told told him, inquire in the house of Judah. So who was Judah? Judah is the Greek uh, Hellenized version of Judas. Was he an unbelieving Jew or a believing Jew? We don't know. Some scholars believe that he was the same Judas mentioned in Acts 15, verse 22, that says, then it seemed good to the apostles and the elders with the whole church to choose men out of their company and send them to Antioch with Paul and Barnabas, namely Judas called Barsabbas and Silas, chief men among the brethren. Ananias was instructed to go to the house own by a man named Judah, or Judas, and there he would find another man named Saul who was born in the city of Tarsus. Now, Tarsus still exists today. It's a city in modern-day Turkey. The present-day population is about 350,000. Obviously, it wasn't that big then. It's, It's located about 12 miles, 20 kilometers inland from the Mediterranean Sea. The uh, ancient city's history goes back 6,000 years. It was the capital of the Roman province of Cilicia. It was the place of the first meeting between Cleopatra and Mark Antony, and it was the birthplace of Saul. So Jesus knew that when he revealed to Ananias the name of the man in Judah's house, apprehension would arise in Ananias' mind, about the risk of talking to Saul. So Jesus wisely sought to calm Ananias' fear about Saul. Remember, this conversation is taking place in a vision, in a dream. Saul had a, a reputation as a violent oppressor of the church. Therefore, Jesus said in the dream vision, to Ananias for behold, meaning, look, look, Ananias, he's praying. Your enemy is now praying to me. He was trying to bring calmness to Ananias in the vision. I mean, you gotta think Ananias's blood pressure was going up in the dream. <laughs> and obviously,
1: word had already gone gotten ahead to the folks in Damascus that. Paul uh Saul was coming with a letter. That's right. You look in verse 14, he says, and here he hath authority from the chief priest to bind all that call on thy name. And so the news of Saul's arrival got there before Saul. That's right.
0: So how did it get there? Either Christians um, fled Jerusalem, got out of town, literally. A day or an hour, hours before Saul, and and ran to Damascus to tell the Christians he's they're coming for you. Or, um. Or during during the three days, Saul was locked up in the in the closet praying. His henchmen, they were going around to the synagogue saying. Hey, we're here to round up the Christians, but our, our leaders temporarily detained, <laughs> but he's, he'll be here. He'll be here in he a couple of days. Boom. Yeah. He's, he's, uh he's, uh he's meditating right now and um, having a little bit of vision problems. So one way or the other word got to Damascus, Saul and his men are coming to get the Christians. Yes. So the, Jesus's word, behold, he is praying, that tells us how Saul spent his three days in solitary seclusion. Remember before, he was breathing in and out threats and slaughter. He's no longer breathing in threats and slaughter. He's now praying. His demeanor changed. He's now pleading for mercy, He's asking God for mercy that he did not show his victims. He's pleading for God to give him mercy, the kind of mercy that Saul refused to show to innocent Christians that he killed. It doesn't mean when he said, Behold, he is now praying. It doesn't mean that Saul did not pray prior to the encounter with Jesus. Before the encounter with Jesus, Saul's prayers were from an arrogant, proud, haughty religious Pharisee. There was now a change in Saul's heart. He had been greatly humbled and thus prayed to God with humility and brokenness. Doc, what does the Bible tell us about how God responds to a proud and haughty person? He, he doesn't even respond
1: to him. He turns his face against those. He resists uh, the responds, proud. Right. He, he, but God does respond to a humble and contrite heart. That's
0: right. So, but he resists the proud. Yes. So, so uh, you know, Saul was praying. He was, he was a religious uh, Jew. He was, he was praying, but God wasn't listening verse 12, and in a vision, he has seen a man, this is Jesus speaking, Jesus is telling Ananias, this is a conversation with Ananias in a dream, Jesus said, in a vision, he has seen a man named Ananias coming in and laying his hands on him, that he might receive his sight. Now, this I find just awesome, it's fascinating, Jesus spoke to two people at the same time in two separate visions. Yes. This was a double feature dream. (laughs) It's like he spoke to Ananias in a dream vision, told him to go to a house owned by Judah, and he would find there somebody praying, a man praying, whose name is Saul. Meanwhile, Jesus appeared to Saul in a vision and told him, Hey, there's a man coming, his name is Ananias, and he's going to knock on the door. So, these two men were introduced by Jesus through a divine introduction. Yes. This is better than LinkedIn. And and, and we'll see later in Acts another example of vision pairing, and that was uh, Peter and Cornelius. Right. Right. So it's not, it's not the only time Jesus spoke to two people at the same time and brought them together. Jesus showed Saul in the vision that he was to accept the man named Ananias and that he would lay hands on Saul and Jesus would restore Saul's sight. Now, so, keep
1: in mind that just three days earlier, Rick, basically these two were enemies. Oh, yeah. I mean, they were on opposite sides, if you will. Uh, I don't know whether Ananias would consider Saul an enemy or not, but certainly Ananias would consider Paul, I mean, Saul a persecutor, if nothing else. So, the Lord had to give them both a a supernatural message in order to overcome, you know, that mistrust and, uh, uh, you know, Ananias wouldn't have gone on his own, and Paul certainly wouldn't have submitted to a Christian to lay hands on him. So it required a supernatural intervention by the Lord himself in both of them yes. in order to bring this divine connection. And that's why I believe in divine connections. God brings people together for specific purposes. Amen. Uh, and to do it in a supernatural means for both of them in this particular
0: instance. I pray for them all the time, and I'm always looking for them. Yes. Doc, I, I can imagine, I mean, the Bible doesn't say this, but I just, you know, you, you, you imagine what really happened. And I I could see Saul uh, stumbling his way out of that closet to find the the door. And maybe he cried out to, to Judah, the, the owner of the house, lead me to the door. <clears throat> And he just stood there, expected faith. Right. I'm I'm waiting. I'm believing. I am I just saw Jesus in a vision, and he said, "There's a man named Ananias." And I think, when when Ananias knocked on the door, Saul opened that door right away and said, "Ananias, I've been expecting you." Again, the Bible doesn't say that, but you have to imagine what really played out that night and 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 once again we see the laying on of hands was the means by which jesus transferred his healing power through the saint ananias we don't have power we lay our hands on people and pray it's there's no power residing of our own the only power is the power of christ moving through us we're conduits we're pipes the power comes through us and goes through our hands verse 13 and 14 but ananias answered lord i've heard from many about this man how much evil he did to your saints in jerusalem he has authority from the chief priest to bind all who call on your name What I find so fascinating about this, Doc, is that Ananias conversed with Jesus in a dream and vision. They talked to each other in the dream. Yes. How much evil he did to your saints. So this is the first instance in the Bible of Christian disciples identified as saints. Saints is used 34 times in the Old Testament. To describe the people of God, the ecclesia of Israel, the chosen people who love and obey God. The term was transferred to the Christian disciples in Acts 9, verse 13. Boy, If people people just grab a hold of that one concept today,
1: who the people of God are, the people of God are those that are obedient to him. That was worth getting up. It was worth yeah. getting up and being here today, what we just
0: said. That was, that was worth the price of admission today. In the Old Testament, whenever the word saint was used, it referred to the ecclesia, the assembly of Israel, meaning those Israelites who truly loved God and obeyed God and desired God. Now we see in Acts 9, verse 13, that that name, saints, has been transferred to the Christians. They are now the saints yes, because they are the ecclesia of Israel. They are the true citizens of Israel. They are the people who love God, who desire God, who obey God. So, astonished at hearing Saul's name... Ananias said something like this, O oh Lord, not Saul, please, no, that man is evil. Many people have warned me about him. Again, this is a conversation between Ananias and Jesus in a dream. Ananias' words indicated that news of Saul's horrible persecution of Christian saints had spread far and wide and Jewish refugees in Damascus told residents what Saul did to them in Jerusalem. Saul had a really bad reputation among Christians. He was known throughout the region as the meanest, nastiest, vilest, and most violent oppressor of the disciples of Jesus. So in a dream vision, Ananias' brain was processing Jesus' instruction to get out of bed and go find Saul and pray for him to be healed. And to me, it's amazing that Jesus gave Ananias time in the vision to think through the assignment. Ananias did not have a stubborn, rebellious attitude. He didn't argue with Jesus. He wasn't saying, I'm not going to do it. That that man's evil. evil. I'm not going there. It was simply that Saul was such a feared man that Ananias needed time in the dream to make sense of what was happening. And to me, it shows the kindness, the patience, the grace of Jesus towards his disciple. He already knew that Ananias would go, he also knew Ananias would be stunned and hesitant to go, even in a dream. And Jesus. Helped Ananias work through it and get over his fears so that he would go and do what the Lord had told him to do. Verse 14, he has authority from the chief priest to bind all who call upon your name. This is the first time disciples were identified as the people who call on the name of Jesus. Right. In Acts 2, verse 21, Peter quoted Old Testament prophet Joel, and it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. And Rick, if you put verse 13
1: and 14 together, who are the saints? The saints are the people who call on the name of Jesus. Amen. That that's your connection there. So if anyone ever comes to you and and you know tries to say saints in the old testament are different than saints in the new testament, no, not the, they're the we're the same group. We're the same fellowship. We're the same ecclesia. We we are
0: Israel. Yes. Okay, we are Israel. Israel has always been the people of God. Right. Verse 15, but the Lord said to him, go your way, for he is my chosen vessel to bear my name before the nations and kings and the children of Israel. Jesus assured Ananias in this dream that he had no reason to fear him, to fear Saul. He, He told him, now go do what I instructed you to do. Saul is my instrument that I elected before the beginning of time to carry my name before the nations and the kings and the children of Israel. A vessel, a vessel is an instrument. Saul was an instrument in God's hands to do his will. Among the Gentiles that Saul despised. Right. The literal words are a vessel of election. So what do we have here? Jesus revealed to Ananias in this dream the mission assigned to Saul the tormentor. All the time, this this is hard for me, you know. I mean, this you know, to wrap your mind around this. All the time that Saul was maiming and killing Christians, Saul had no awareness that Jesus Christ had chosen him before the world began to be his chief apostle to the Gentiles. And it would be through the Jew who zealously labored to stop the church that the gospel would be taken to the Gentile nations. A Pharisee was elected by God to offer to Gentiles citizenship in Israel. So this is a mind bender. When Saul was an embryo in his mother's womb, he was God's chosen vessel to carry the gospel to Gentile nations. When Saul went through all the stages of life infant, toddler, childhood, teenager, young adult, mature adult never knew that he was God's instrument, a chosen vessel to carry the gospel of salvation to Gentiles. When he sat under the the mentorship of Gamaliel, the father of Phariseeism, he didn't know that he was an elected vessel to take the gospel of Jesus Christ to the Gentiles. So when you look at a teenager, a child or a teenager, don't judge him or her. You don't know if there's a calling of God on that young person's life. Right. That, that that young person may not may not discover that call until he or she's forty years old. But Saul was was called. He was elected before the world began to bear my name, to communicate to others knowledge of Jesus, and to bear his cross in suffering persecution because of his name. So. Jesus identified the three audiences to whom Saul would be sent as Paul, Gentiles, kings, and Jews. That's right. So we can only imagine Ananias' astonishment in the dream hearing that Jesus saying that the gospel would be taken to Gentile nations, and for the first time, a big plan was unveiled. The mystery of the calling of Gentiles to receive citizenship in Israel the ecclesia of god and
1: this was and this was a mystery because later on in the new testament this gets explained as the mystery of the gospel and that's yes. the unfolding of, of the uh, evangelization of gentiles because that was so far off of anybody's map at the time what are you talking about the gentiles
0: will be saved gentiles will be Chosen by God? You know, listen, when you when you see on Christian TV, if you call it Christian TV, you, you, you or see these books, you know, these wannabe rabbis circulating in Christian churches. They're Judaizers. But they'll write books about the, the mystery of something. They always have books about mysteries. Yes. There is no mystery. The mystery is revealed. Yes. The mystery was. Christ died for Gentile nations. Israel was opening up to the Gentiles. Verse 16, for I will show him how many things he must suffer for my name's sake. So Jesus revealed in the dream to Ananias that Saul, the persecutor of the saints, would be transformed into a fellow sufferer for the name of Jesus. Saul would become the recipient of the hatred and violence that he fostered among the Jews against the Christian saints. Right. And it would follow Apostle Paul all the days of his life. The thorn in the flesh, that's what it was, the persecution. He would suffer the hatred of Jews and the fury of Gentiles, and both would be enraged by the name of Jesus. The, the thorn in the flesh... it. It was the prophetic, this prophetic statement by Jesus was lived out by Apostle Paul through long years of suffering for Christ, beatings, stonings, imprisonment, shipwrecks, hunger, fasting, hard work, betrayal, weariness, nakedness, stripes, scourges, pain, perils, danger, and then finally death. That's right. Paul had to suffer.
1: And he was shown this. He was shown this by the Lord. The Lord revealed it to him at the beginning. That's think about that, Rick. If, if yes. the Lord had given you, had come to you when you first confessed Christ and told you all the things that were going to happen in your life, the, the things that you would be challenged with, wouldn't you be overwhelmed by that? Yes. And yes. yet, here the scriptures say Paul was shown that at the I very know. beginning.
0: Yeah, he knew it. He knew it. every time he was stoned by the Jews, every time he was imprisoned, every time he was whipped, he, he knew it. But that was he he got his, he he was able to get through it. God gave him the grace to get through it because he knew, yes, the Lord told me this was going to happen to me. I have to get through this. Yeah, go ahead and beat me. Go ahead and whip me. I'll get through it. Grace will get me through it, and then I'll get up and go and preach some more. That's what kept him going, doc, that he could get up and keep going because he had been told by Jesus personally, you're going to suffer for me. So this when you suffer, don't be shocked, don't go into depression. Just know it's it's part of the calling on your life. You're going to suffer for me. So hey, this has been good Bible study. I hope it's a uh, blessed people. Um, at the, uh, 372 people yes. with us at 8. AM to 842 AM. This is awesome. How many countries doc? I, I wasn't able to keep track. Of- I, I've got a list of
1: 11 right now, but I think we had a couple more sign in uh, afterwards. And so, but, All right. uh, yeah, it's always, we always have about 12 to 15 countries that join us every day. Now I, Ask any pastor in America, hey, if you had a Bible study at eight o'clock in the morning and you had people from twelve different countries signing in, how would you feel about that? I um, know I'd feel pretty good about that, and I, that's why we need to feel pretty good too.
0: And that's why I, I, you know, I want to encourage the people who are now watching us on TrueNews.com, uh, on Rumble, on Getter, and all the other platforms. Go to FaithAndValues.com. Sign up for a free one-month membership and join this community. We meet at, at 8 a.m., but we're, we're doing other things on Faith and Values. This is, and I encourage you to go to faithandvalues.com and uh, try it out. Become a member. We're giving 30-day free memberships right now, uh, and this that offer lasts till September 30th. So take advantage of it. Check it out no obligation you can get out at any time and uh, help us build we're just at the beginning a year from now it's going to be an awesome platform yes Uh, we're we're just now getting started doc has just started the program what's what's your
1: program doc it's called ask doc and i do it at 4 p.m each weekday afternoon and uh, basically it's an open forum uh i have been collecting questions from people and i've just been going through a A questions list and it's a lot of fun i've just been interacting with the audience and uh so it's uh, been a lot of fun that's what weekdays at 4 p.m eastern time so join us there
0: right values ask the doctor Wes said he's got to go to work i do too god (laughs) bless and uh, those of you watching on our 12 noon um, live stream uh, i'll be back here in just a second god bless you everyone we'll see you tomorrow morning vanna
2: Are you concerned about this economic storm and how your IRA and 401k will fare during these turbulent times? Top experts are predicting now is the time to be protecting your assets with physical gold and silver. Find out why Genesis Gold Group is the number one recommended company by your favorite Preppers and Homestead channels. Receive Genesis Gold Group's free Definitive Gold Guide today or give them a call at 800-200-GOLD.
0: And that website for Genesis is truenewsgold.com, truenewsgold.com, true without an E, -E T-R-U-N-E-W-S, truenewsgold.com. And uh, they will tell you how they can help you with uh, your portfolio of precious metals. Also, our other new sponsor beginning today, AmericanReserves.com for uh, food preparation Emergency Preparedness Food, AmericanReserves.com. We will be back tomorrow, as always, uh, and uh, another uh, informative interview scheduled for tomorrow. I hope you're enjoying this new format. Please let me know about it. Email us at info at info at Remember, for those of you who are new to us and you're listening, there's no E in the true. T-R-U-N-E-W-S, info at truenews.com. Tell us what you think about this new format, and we would like to hear from you. Also, sign up for a free one-month membership at faithandvalues.com. We love you. See you tomorrow. Bye. How about Bye. you? You're listening to WWCR International Shortwave Radio Stay connected with us on Getter Rumble Facebook X and Odyssey For
4: exclusive content visit our platform Faith and Values through desktop iOS